Welcome to the Real Time Online Podcast. This is episode three. Uh, my name's John. Today I'm joined with Darren, Emma and Becca uh, to give you another wonderful episode. Today we're going to discuss some interesting news stories and Emma has got some um, some spooky conversation <laughs> for us in a wee while. Isn't that right, Emma? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know if everybody's heard episode two last week's podcast. Um, we've got a wee bit of uh, a wee bit of feedback, a wee bit of follow up um, about that episode. So the episode ran a bit longer than planned. We're going to try and get this episode in at around about uh, thirty minutes, um, and people were wanting more links to our other online content. So I'm going to catch you up about that at the end of the show. Um, our podcasts are available on uh, the Apple Podcast Directory if you want to check out episode two or episode one. Um, so moving on to today's show, we are going to talk about some uh, some news stories. So, um, Darren, I hear you've got some some uh, a story about the music industry. Yep. So first things first. Uh, obviously, one of the main kind of ways musicians make money nowadays is to to go on tours and play it live. They don't make a lot of money through streaming or selling their albums. Um, yeah. A lot of their money is made through. Uh, even uh, like play on stage and yeah, stewards as well, like people working at these places. So mm-hmm. it's quite a scary time for musicians and everyone who kind of works in that industry, just because of uh, obviously all the 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 gigs and stuff being stopped because of the five hundred people limit. Uh, one of the bigger things that not many people know about, uh, ironically, uh, music streaming is went uh, down. Uh, so what that means is not many people are actually listening to music while being isolated. And I think the main reason for that is there's not um, there's not much work to do. Everyone's kind of been uh, having to work from home. There's not a lot of like work being done. And usually you would listen to music in the background when you're doing that kind of thing. Uh, and on that so note, are you talking are you talking about things like Spotify and places like that? Yeah, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, even uh, just places that yeah. You would stick on a tune and then get to work with your uh, SC or whatever. Yeah, all right. So, um, so like put music on in the background. Yeah, so right. background music, uh, mm. which I think is the main reason why not a lot of people are uh, streaming music at the moment. Yeah. Um, I had some statistics here. All right, so it's actually went down 11% to wow. 226 million plays on Spotify, mm. which sounds... Pure mental anyway, 226 million people's not not little, but I eleven if, if you think about it, eleven percent of that, that big a number is gonna be what 20, 20 odd million people. Yeah, exactly. Surprising. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and on that note as well, with the whole subject of uh doing work and all that, video streaming on uh streaming sites that you usually wouldn't associate with. Music such as Twitch, which is well known as a gaming website, a yeah. lot of musicians have actually uh, moved ship. They've migrated over to Twitch, where they can then perform and talk and communicate with fans, and that's really gotten a following. Yeah, um, uh, that's that's weird. I, w- I would never have thought that there would be music content or or music performance live things on on Twitch because yeah. it is it's so well known as as video games Gaming. and, and yeah. yeah yeah that's pretty cool i've actually seen a fair few people start their career on twitch as well, well yeah it's pretty mad 
even even right. before all of this this whole yeah killer. even like mus- musicians genuinely small ones particularly have started their careers quite yeah often on like Twitch. A, a kind of a, a platform because there's loads of people viewing Twitch yeah, yeah it does make sense that does make sense well, that, that's uh, that's quite interesting I would have thought that we if you if you're in the house or if if you're isolating then you've got you know what I mean stuff to do you're cleaning the the, the windies mm-hmm. or you're tidying up you would stick some music on, but it's it's strange to say that it's went down that much. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Emma? What have uh, what have you seen in the world of news? Um, I came across a very interesting article about um UFC. The, the um, Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yes. Uh, the president Dana White believes that he has came up with a creative. Resolution to continue UFC fights within the coronavirus right. pandemic that is happening. Um, the upcoming UFC event was meant to happen on April 18th, mm-hmm. and it was originally scheduled to take place in New York. Yeah, but obviously it's been forced to be moved. And White told TMZ Sports on Monday that he is a day or two away from securing a private island which will host the upcoming events. Right. Um, which is insane, actually. <laughs> so so he's, um, he's got an island. Yeah, he's so he's currently like, having a fighting tournament on it. Pretty much. That's <laughs> it. He's <laughs> refusing to disclose the location, obviously. Yeah. But he assures the extensive testing facilities will be in place to make sure that only 100% healthy athletes will be competing. Yeah. The island is obviously close to fans, but it will only be open to a select few members of media. hmm Obviously, for streaming purposes. And it will be streamed exclusively on ESPN, um, which is like a live streaming service for sports fans. Um, for me, this is insane. Like, I don't understand it because... The amount of money that private islands cost can, depending on where they are, um, average around seven hundred and fifty thousand to nine hundred and seventy thousand. That's only just renting it. That's not even buying it. Wow! And the fact that we're in a pandemic right now, mm-hmm. and that's such a simple little trivial bit of entertainment obviously yeah. entertainment is a massive thing but you can get entertainment online that's not going to cost yeah. up to a million dollars if you look at the i mean all the the football leagues across europe um mm. have, have stopped and, and pretty much every other sport wimbledon's been cancelled mm-hmm. uh, the olympics the olympic although the european championships and the olympics have been pushed back an entire mm-hmm. year um so it is it is Quite strange that the UFC is like no, we're we're going to stay on. Yeah, especially since when you think of sports, UFC is not the first one that you think of. I think the money that the the money, the money in UFC is ridiculous. Like you're you're Mm. multi multi millions, um, Mm -hmm. especially because I know. I don't know a lot about the UFC, um, but I know that some of the the Conor McGregor fights uh, over the past couple of years have been. There's crazy money uh, moving mm. about in the UFC, so maybe that's a 
maybe that's a, a one of the reasons why why he wants to go ahead with it. Um, I think it's it's a very creative solution. I would have never, if it was me, I would have never thought. How about I hire a private island and we just do it there? Yeah, so you, I think the only you know, really the money that he is spending on that private island could be used to give to charities. It could that are it fighting could. to combat COVID nineteen. Like it certainly could. It just it blows my mind that people are willing to spend so much on small, simple entertainment when you can yeah. look back at past matches online. Yeah, well, for yeah free. When there's bigger concerns happening in the world. Yeah, exactly. It's no, that, that insane. Well, on a, it doesn't make any sense to me, but you know. <laughs> on a lighter note, I've been looking at um, Dave Grohl. So if you don't know Dave Grohl, he's the, the singer and guitarist for the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. He was the, the drummer in Nirvana back in the day. And he is almost universally regarded as the nicest man in rock and roll. Um, <laughs> he started a new Instagram page um, that I think could prove quite interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, um, to seeing the content on it. Because with a new album completed and no touring being possible... He's he said that he wants to look for. He's looking forward to sharing some of the more ridiculous moments of his life. So he's, there's four posts on his Instagram page. Um, you can find that at Dave's True Stories on Instagram, um, and he's basically just telling you stories about him and and his his experiences and and the music industry. Um, so there's posts up there about his his early life, um, living with his family. There's posts about playing Ozfest with Ozzy and Black Sabbath. And Pantera mm. and, and bands like that, um, and there's also some things about jamming with Prince, as you do, um, and I think that Dave Grohl has been about that long and been involved with that many different things because he's loads of side projects and things like that. That mm. surely, surely he's got some like really, really good stories, really <laughs> funny stories, and he, he he genuinely does come across as the nicest man in the world. Um, so you you could think that it would it would get you sell up to some uh, some some interesting things with some interesting people. So I'm looking forward to reading. That. Do you think that um, he's going to gain quite the large following from these stories? I, I think so. I think that is is a if they've got a new album completed and they're going to release it at some point. Um, and I, I'm assuming that a lot of musicians will be in the same position. Getting mm. that, generating that sort of um, what's, what's the word? Advertising and generating that sort of following and getting people talking about it and, and listening to the stories will put them in the mood to, to listen to the album when it does get released and it's a good platform mm. to release it to maybe people who are aware of Instagram and they're on Instagram but they've never really yeah. listened to the Foo Fighters or they think that, oh no, the Foo Fighters are too heavy or, or whatever. Um, yeah. So it could open up to a new audience. That's true, that's true. No, I'm looking forward to reading them. No, it'd be cool, man. I think I think it would be quite good for Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters in general to maybe expand their... their it's quite clear. Uh, the demographic and the way they're, um, they're kind of communicating with a bit of the fans they were mm-hmm. like, because I imagine because Dave yeah. Grohl is considered the nicest guy in rock and roll, it's, you would think that he would take, he would capitalise on this whole the music industry thing I was talking about earlier, like Twitch and all that, getting on yeah. Twitch and just talking with folk. I can imagine making how many people's days when he mentions your name or something like that. You know, what I mean? well, absolutely. That absolutely. would be a, 
like the Instagram stories is a good way of getting that interaction with fans and that as well. Yeah. So actually, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what what he can come up with. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. No, I was no. just gonna say, I wonder if he's gonna um put it out in a creative way rather than sit and just talk about it. Is he gonna make something almost exciting of it? Well, what, what he's got so far on his Instagram is they are um, there are a series of images, um, and it's just it's just like a it's like reading a book almost. Oh. Um, so it's just a, a series of, of images, and you, you read the story. Um, but he's like, I don't think he's he's ever done any sort of journalism or professional writing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's well laid out. It's really follow, um, and it's funny. There's a lot of humour in, in what he's saying as well. Yeah, definitely worth the worth a look. Check it out. Dave's true stories mm-hmm. on Instagram. <clears throat> So moving on to the main segment of the week, we're going to talk about some spooky experiences. So before, uh, before we started recording, Emma was uh, was telling me that she had some um, some spookiness happening, and we thought we would take the time to explore that yeah. one. Also, Emma, take it away. Oh, okay. Uh, recently, this is really recent. It might not seem spooky to anyone listening to me explaining it, but if you're ever in the situation, it is. Very scary. Um, so in my state, we have a lot of animals, particularly cats and dogs as well, but usually cats. Um, me myself, I have two cats, and they are always kept in at night after after nine o'clock. They're not allowed out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> recently, for the past three or four nights in a row I've heard horrible horrible meowing outside but not like a cat like meow like what you would consider a meow like Mm -hmm. a either distressed scared or injured meow yeah and it's been right outside of my windows so the very first time I heard it was out the back I was actually downstairs yeah and and I, well, I wasn't fully downstairs, but I was downstairs and I went to go check on the cats because I could hear it. And I was like, mm-hmm. they're obviously going to be like, like, what is going on? So I go down to check on them and they're peacefully sleeping, nothing. And I still continue to hear it. So wow. I go into my kitchen and I check out the back. I see nothing, but I still hear it. Don't know where it was coming from. So I'm like, okay, it must be nothing. It must just be like some sort of animal that's passing by or whatnot. So I'm like, cool. I get a drink. I go back upstairs. And the next night, I hear it out the front. And again, I go check. I look out my window. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I go downstairs to check on the cats. They're sound asleep. They hear nothing. Which is really strange, the fact that cats have super sensitive hearing yeah. as well. So last night particularly I, it woke me up from sleeping I don't know it was about 4 or 5am maybe mm-hmm. and I got woken up to the sound of it and it sounded like it was on my windowsill it sounded like a cat was like I don't know if you've ever heard the sound of a cat either fighting yeah. or being yeah. in pain like, like that, that is, kind of squealy squawky it's like squawking it's, like, it's like coming from the back of your 
like the throat it's not mm-hmm. like a meow it's like a strained weird noise I heard yeah. that and it was right on my windowsill I swear down <laughs> and I turned around and I went to go and video it because I was yeah. like I need to I had asked some evidence parents. of this <laughs> I'd asked my parents the night before and neither of them said we'd heard nothing and it <laughs> happened earlier on in the day and I said to my mum did you hear it and she said hear what and I said just five minutes ago the cat outside it's screaming yeah. and she's like no I heard nothing the cats heard nothing either and I'm like what is going on <laughs> as soon as I turned around to video it, it stopped it stopped and I was like what is going I on just, I just wanted to sing you a lullaby to go to bed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine legit I asked my parents again mum did you hear it I got woken up last night nothing Cats didn't hear it, my parents didn't hear it. Either this quarantine is making me go insane or there is something <laughs> sketchy going on outside. My mum my was like, maybe it's a fox, but no, we've had foxes outside before. Yeah. You can hear their little claws scraping on the ground yeah. and you can hear like their, their, their like mating call sounds like a woman's scream, like a blood curdling scream. <laughs> that was not a blood curdling scream, that was a horrifying cat in pain scream. And I'm actually <laughs> if it happens again, I'm actually gonna go and see. <laughs> how how often has it happened? It has happened to it happened yesterday at about ten and then mm-hmm. it happened last night at about four or five. The day before it happened at about eleven. Yeah. The day before that happened about 11. It's always more at night time rather than in the day. Never heard it in the day. Have you got any um, any plans to, to, try and, to try and work out, like Detective Emma, any, any plans to try and find out what's making the noise? I have genuinely considered, like, at night when I go to bed, like, setting my phone up and just like, recording <laughs> at my windows because it, like, it doesn't sound that scary. It doesn't sound like a scary situation to be in, but if you actually hear it at 4am, yeah. it wakes you up and that's what you hear outside your window. That is terrifying. Yeah. And you look <laughs> out and there's nothing. Not even something running away. You don't hear anything running away. You yeah. Know, like, you just stare into the darkness and there's nothing. It's scary. It's so <laughs> bad. Oh, no. So, so what that do you think? Do, uh, do you think that you're? Do you think there's actually some there, or, or what's the group consensus here? Do we think there's actually some there, or do we think Emma spent too much time stuck in a house? Oh no, I I definitely think something was there, man. Because I've I've got I've got a story kind of similar to that. Um, go, it's not. It's, well, it's not similar in that sense, but I've got I, I live in an old Victorian house, so I've got plenty of stories. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. gonna hide with two of the most the ones that get the best reactions, but. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I was a wee baby, and my mum had a, a baby monitor, and uh, I was in my uh, my cot. As uh, I don't even remember if it was a cot. I was in my bed. I was like two <laughs> at the time or something. And uh, my mum was on the baby monitor with my dad in the living room. And all of a sudden, you could hear in the baby monitor this old Victorian like accordion music. Mm-hmm. And at first my parents were like, what the heck's that? So they went into my room to see what was going on and the music stopped in the baby monitor. And uh, they came back out uh, to the living room and it started again. And this went on for about half an hour of them just walking into the room trying to find like a toy, like an old toy or something right. like, and stuck on or that. Mm-hmm. But it just kept going off when they entered the room. 
Wow. And obviously my, my dad started panicking about it because obviously he's like, oh no, man, there's like, there's like time <laughs> haunting our son. Uh, but but the, the strange, the, the creepy bit about it was uh, it only stopped whenever someone entered the room and it didn't seem to do me any harm. So my mum always thought that I had this weird Victorian person playing me a song to go to sleep. Yeah. Now, I don't actually remember hearing any Victorian yeah. music, but and we, we, my mum uh, thought that it was pe- uh, maybe just picking up radio frequencies, but it always seemed really strange that it went off whenever someone came into the room with me. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, oh, then... heebie-jeebies, man. <laughs> 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 and that does sound, that does sound quite, uh, quite spooky. Um, I'm lucky enough that nothing really that terrifying has happened to me. I'm no, no the biggest fanny walking about houses in the dark. Um, no. But um, no. I, I've, I've kind of got, got away with it so far in my life, which is good. <laughs> I mean, something like, something else that's creepy and it's happened a lot more recently and it's happened every single time I've taken a shower. Uh, you know how, like, uh, don't worry, it's not going to get that steamy. Uh, but you know how it gets... <laughs> You know how it gets uh, the the mist and all that, and it covers the walls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, every time I I, go, I, uh, I have a shower, there's handprints that appear on the walls. Wow. Oh. About six or seven, and usually I think, right, I might have put my hand up to balance myself when I'm drying all that, but <laughs> they're always in really strange places. There's usually one on the ceiling, and there's what? one in, and there's <laughs> one like under the sink. Ah, uh, you're, no. you're you're definitely haunted, man. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Why are they on the ceiling? <laughs> I, I, I know it's not even like it's not even like uh, plastic or something. That's it's not in the same place every time it moves. Ah, <laughs> like six right. or seven handprints. I'm never no. going to Darren's house. No, no I've got. No, no, if you want more stories, man, I've got plenty <laughs> of horror stories. Tell you what, tell you what, we might throw them in in a, in a, a future a future episode, right? Yeah. Oh my I God. might die before then. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do an episode in your honour if you do, darling. Right? Uh, I'll I make you. I'll, I'll make you that promise just now. Um, okay, I just want to take a shower. Everyone, it's fine. I might sink for a bit, but I'll live. <laughs> You're not going to oh, see yeah. any anyway. So. <laughs> Fair dues. Fair Moving on for that, uh, Emma, I'd seen that you had um, you had but you were talking about a, a podcast that you were interested in that was all about kind of yeah. the spooky side of, of things. Um, can you tell us the name of it and where we can find oh, it? Oh, yes, I've actually posted the link in the Slacks um, Young People group chat. Mm-hmm. Becca was the one that introduced it to me. Ooh, yes, well, yes, well played, yeah. Becca. Well, Becca, <laughs> do, do you want to tell us about this? Yes, podcast? yeah, you tell us about it. Um, the Magnus Archives. That sounds like mm. a proper, like a, a, a big, like you could imagine some Swedish horror drama called The Magnus oh. Archives. Yeah. Um, I'm only on like the 14th episode of the first season and there's mm. like four seasons. Right. I'm only um, on the 14th episode. <laughs> 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 very, very quickly, what's that about? Um, it's basically a collection of scary stories. They do end up like the guy reading them is don't know his full name, can't remember. His name's John. Mm-hmm. Big John. Um, and his voice changes when he like reads the case files. 
And it's basically, he, here is the case, here is the case file, and here's, like, it's probably a load of, like, rubbish. <laughs> but it could work. Because there's yeah. evidence that says it could, but best if it points against it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it, it does it, that. Basically sets the scene of the, the kind of story and then gives you the, the details and then kind of sums up what it's all about or what, what they think or how how real they think it is. Am I, am I picking that up right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved that I watch yeah. on YouTube. A little so bit, yeah. Right, right. Those right, are cool. cool. Yeah, not like Buzzfeed Unsolved. So it's that's not much true crime though. The Magnus yeah. podcast on Spotify. Spotify, yeah. and it's also on YouTube as well. It's also on YouTube. Perfect. So you can check out the Magnus archives, and you can also um, you can also check out, like I said, Dave's true stories on Instagram. Well worth a read. Um, so this has been episode three. Um, I've been John with Darren, Emma, and Becca. Uh, every week we will be um, releasing new podcast episodes, new live performance videos, new webinar videos. Um, you can find it on either our website, realtimemusic.net, or you can visit one of our social media channels. If you go to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, we are Real Time Music on all three of them. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Very well. Uh, uh, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>